0: Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now, here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Are you a community leader who's looking to really build your community through the power of email? It's the first chance you have to get in front of the right people, and you should make the most of it. So many community leaders take the template approach, and you've lost your community before they've even found you. How about crafting the perfect welcome series instead? You can grab my guide, Crafting the Perfect Welcome Series, at theaudienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Discover the tips and tactics I use to help my clients get up to an 80% open rate. When people open those first few emails, they're more likely to continue opening your messages, engaging, and buying from you. Build your community the right way with a welcome series that converts. Grab your copy at theaudienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Audience Converter podcast. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, Conversion copywriter and marketing strategist. And today I'm really excited to talk to you about how you can convert your audience using something called a mind type, which is making sure you're using the right language to speak to the right audience. And of course, to help me talk about this, I have an amazing guest. I'm so excited that Ridgely Goldsboro is here with me today. He is an author and international speaker, and he believes in solving problems and taking complex topics and making sense out of them. Started his First business at 16, and since graduating from law school, has founded 44 companies. He definitely knows what it takes to grow and scale as an entrepreneur. He is the founder of Mind Types and the Client Avatar Formula, which attracts ideal clients using brain biology and limbic messaging. Author of 17 books, he hosts his own television show and has created dozens of online programs on success and prosperity. So, Ridgely, I'm so excited to have you on the show and to talk to you today. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, Kimberly. I am excited too to talk about one of my favorite subjects, how to get great clients for your business.
0: Absolutely. Because we know if we don't have clients, it's a little hard to grow and scale our businesses for sure. So we're going to just dive on in here. Ridgely, I'm so excited to talk with you. you. know, Tell me a little bit about your journey. What was it like for you? You know, 44 companies, that's kind of a mind boggling number to me, quite honestly. So tell me a little <laughs> bit about your path to kind of doing what you're doing right now.
1: So, Kimberly, I am a psychologically unemployable serial entrepreneur. And what I mean by that is of those 44 companies, two or three of them were quite successful. Four or five were moderately successful and the rest were highly educational, meaning that they failed. And I learned a great deal more from the failures than I ever learned from the successes. I see things and then I create them. And if you would ask me this question or brought this up uh, three weeks ago, you would have seen that it's 43 companies because I'm in the middle of a startup right now.
0: Awesome. I love what you said about you've learned more from the failures and successes and a lot of those companies were educational. <laughs> I, I feel that in the world of entrepreneurship, right, many of us think that everything has to work right off the bat. If it doesn't, we're a failure. Oh, no. But really, it's, it's a place and it's a playground for us to kind of learn from our mistakes and, and to make successes out of our failures. So I love that approach that you have.
1: Thank you. As a matter of fact, I am a big fan of failing your way forward and in fact, failing as quickly as possible. You know, MVP for most people stands for most valuable player. For me, it stands for minimally viable product. Let's get it out there. Let's see what the market says. Let's test it. Let's speak to them. Let's try it. And at the end of the day, in God, we trust and all others bring data.
0: And all others bring data. Is that what the end was? (laughs) Yep. Fantastic. It's very true, right? Uh, we can love our idea to the end of time. But uh, if we don't have the data to back it up, if we don't have the data that shows that people want it, well, then we kind of need to to take a little detour and take a little left-hand turn, maybe, and and reiterate, right?
1: Exactly right. I mean, you don't know. Until you put something out there, you may think you have something great. You may think that uh, this is the latest, greatest, or whatever. Only the marketplace is going to tell you, not you. You are just the ideator of the thing. You create something, you build something, and you see if there's an appeal, if there's a need, if there's a want. And otherwise, you fix it and move on and try something else. And it's not easy. It requires a lot of perseverance. It requires a lot of resources. It requires, I believe that entrepreneurs have two unique qualities about them. One is very poor memories and the other is an underdeveloped sense of fear.
0: An underdeveloped sense of fear and poor memory. That's an interesting take for sure in entrepreneurship. I know that a lot of us are kind of operating without a net, if you will, or we have a different way of looking at the world. So the uh, underdeveloped sense of fear is definitely something I could relate to for sure.
1: Right? I'm not afraid and I can't remember my last failure. Okay, fine. Let's do another one. Bing! <laughs>
0: Sounds like fun for sure. So, you know, talking about entrepreneurs and this underdeveloped sense of failure, if you will, one of the things that we really focus on is what does it take to grow and scale? And you've, you've mm-hmm. got the 44 companies, but I love that you kind of preface that with, you know, a couple were really successful and the rest were educational opportunities. And what you really focus on is writing to somebody's mind type. So, can you tell me mm-hmm. kind of like what is a mind type and, and how does that work in the world of entrepreneurs?
1: So here's the thing that is super important. And that is before anybody buys your product or your service, there's always one thing that must come first, that they must buy before that. They have to buy you. They've got to buy you first in order to have the confidence, the trust, the connection to then have an interest in purchasing your product or service, whatever that may be. So The only way that someone can buy you is if you have the ability to express you to the world. And all of us are different and unique, and yet all of us have been the product of our upbringing, brought us into a belief system that created our own personal philosophy and forged a mind type. There are seven different mind types. Everybody has a primary, secondary, and tertiary which means that there are seven times seven times seven potential combinations to make up any demographic of a human being. And when you know your mind type, you understand how you see the world, the filter through which you observe things, the chip that is running your decision-making, and you have the ability to create messaging that speaks to the decision-making part of the brain. I don't want to talk to the thinking part of the brain because if my messaging, my marketing, talks to the thinking part of the brain, then my prospects are going to, quote, think about it. As opposed opposed to, if I speak to the decision-making part of the brain, then they're going to make a decision. I've written 17 books, Kimberly, uh, as mentioned, and five of them were on emotional intelligence or brain biology. How does the brain actually work? So when you know you really well, you know your mind type, you know what your belief system stands for, and you have the ability to express it then you have the ability to invite people to connect with you. So for example, if I say, I believe in lasting relationships. If you believe in lasting relationships, the moment you see that message, whether it's on my website, on my marketing, on a podcast, wherever it is, you're going to nod your head internally and say, I believe in lasting relationships too. Oh, sounds like this is my kind of people. But it has to be super authentic because people can smell inauthentic, you know, they can smell the, the the snake oil, they can smell the lack of genuineness. And right now, when everybody's online because of an international global pandemic, then we have even greater need than ever before to express our authentic, genuine self as raw and as as, as earnestly as we possibly can so that we can stand out from all of the noise that is happening out there that people are frankly super tired of. So your mind type is the way you view the world, the essence, it's why you do what you do. It is the manifestation of your belief system of your why. And in order to express it, we have to first discover it, understand mind type keywords, and then be able to share that with the world so that you become like a giant magnet for ideal clients for your services and products.
0: I love the idea of being a giant magnet for the ideal (laughs) people that I want to talk to. But you know, so much of what you said is, it's so true about, you know, especially about authenticity it's just becoming more and more important. And I've never understood the idea of running a business from an inauthentic place because my business is a reflection of my ideas, my background, how I came to be doing what I do. And you know when I speak to my clients, the same type of thing, it's you have to be in your marketing. Your marketing can't seem like Somebody, you know, the more polished version, if you will, or the more business type version. And then when people meet you or they work with you and it's a completely disconnect, if it's completely different than what they've seen in your marketing, that creates kind of like this lack of trust for a lot of people. And in the days where, you know, we've got fake news or we've got algorithms controlling everything, really being your authentic you, being yourself when putting your message out there is so important because that's what people are looking to connect with
1: hundred percent. And the problem is most people don't know how, because they don't know who they are. It's crazy as it may sound. You, it's not, it's not just that you are re- reflected in your products, reflected in your services. It's that we actively have to understand who we are and express that as raw and as genuine as we possibly can so that we become that magnet. I want to build a shield against all bad clients. All clients are not created equal. You have the good, the bad, and the ugly out there. And I want neither the bad nor the ugly. And the only way I'm going to attract the good, those that believe what I believe, that resonate with my message, is by being super raw and genuine about who I am so that people can say, Oh man, he's my kind of people. I relate to that. That resonates with me. That seems exactly right. I want to go there. Otherwise, I'm attracting all kinds of people and I don't want all kinds. Of... Let's <laughs> have a little fun here, Kimberly. You remember your last really bad client? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, right? How does that make you feel? It's like you're, you're immediately, your blood starts boiling, your heart starts racing. It's like that guy just is so funny. I saw. I have my one all-time bad client that I fired. And I saw him a few months ago at an event before everything shut down. And it was interesting to see him was like, okay, I don't hold the rancor that I used to. I don't hate this person or anything. But when he invited me to lunch, the answer was a flat out, no, I never, ever want to get involved with that person again on any level other than being socially, you know, polite. That's it. End. Now, I don't want those people. How am I going to attract? How am I going to make sure that I don't attract those people by being so clear in my messaging that people get who I am and they're either in or they're not. If I'm not the right fit, let me help the person find somebody who is because I don't want them as a client.
0: Absolutely. One of the first parts of the clients I work with when we create their marketing strategy, one of the first questions I ask them is, you know, what don't you want in a client? And people get really confused and they're like, well, I've never thought of that. And, you know, we talk about how do you communicate? How are, you know, how do you interact? All different parts of it. Because at the end of the day, it's your business, right? It's the way you're speaking. It's who you are. You're putting your heart and soul into this business. So you want to make sure that that is going to translate and help the best people that you can
1: let me bring it home even further. Bad clients equals a bad business. Great clients equals a great business and a great life because you spend a ton of time in your business. If you have great clients that you love to work with, then you love your business. You love your life. It's like so important and yet people don't put enough focus on it. They start to think about, oh, my messaging should be what I think they want to hear. No, your messaging should be, who are you? What do you stand for? So that you invite those who believe what you believe to be a part of what you're doing. And then you never have a bad client and you have a great business. Not complicated, but the flow is so off. Oh, I'm gonna talk to what I think my avatar wants to hear me say. No. That's a guaranteed formula to attract the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you express you to the world and invite the ones who get you in, then you have ideal clients for your business all the time. I tell you, Kimberly, since I've been doing this work, it's been 11 years now, I never, ever have a bad meeting. Never, not one, ever. Because I express who I am, I'm really clear about it, and if you're not the right fit, then let me help you find somebody who is, but I'm not going to go any further. And
0: absolutely. it's a, it's so important when running our business that we have to love it, right? Because it is us. It's a reflection of us, and of course, we want to be the best fit for those that we are helping. And if somebody isn't, if somebody does fall into the the bad or the ugly or, or just not the absolute good category, there probably is somebody out there who can who can help them more. And I love that you want to, you know, connect them with the right people. That's, that's always great too. So, you know, we've talked about mind types as an idea as kind of a, it's an, a, an expression of, of who you are and what you do and what you believe in. But I know that you said that there are seven different types of mind types. Can you tell me a little bit about the different types?
1: Yeah. Let me walk you through them very, very quickly. And then we'll make sure that everybody has a way to discover theirs. So you don't have to spend too much time or pay too much attention or or get locked in on any of this because we'll give you a way to figure it out for yourself. That's really fun and free.
0: Always love those tools.
1: Right? Fun and free are good. We like that. So uh, there are seven different mind types. Mind type number one is the giver. The giver is the person who wants to make a difference, add value, have an impact with everything that they do. They want to contribute to the greatest possible cause and they live for giving. Number two is the connector. The connector is the person for whom bonds and relationships are everything. Trust is their number one value. They do what they say they're going to do. They show up when they say they're going to show up. They are always reliable and in highest integrity. Number three, the problem solver. The problem solver is the person that loves to take lots and lots of data in, make sense out of it, clarify it, simplify it, figure things out for everybody that's out there, and offer solutions for others. Number four, the innovator. The person that is constantly looking for a better way to do everything. That means they're asking lots of questions. Well, what about this? What about that? How about this? How about this other thing? In a quest to make improvements to all that they touch. Number five, the perfectionist. The perfectionist is the one that understands that there's a right way to do things and that things should be done right. And that if you do A, then B, then C, then D, E is predictable. You can look into the future. You can create organization, eliminate chaos, and establish order. Number six, the rebel. The rebel is the person that thinks differently and lives outside the box. They're establishing new normals. They're disruptors. They constantly challenge the norm, the convention, and especially the status quo. And then you have number seven, the master. The master is the person that has a huge intellectual capacity, big, big brains. They're always looking to take things to another level, to go deeper on any and all topics that are out there. Super, super smart people, and all of us have a primary, secondary, and tertiary mind type. So the giver, the connector, the problem solver, the innovator, the perfectionist, the rebel, and the master. Those are the seven.
0: Wow. That was such a really great breakdown of the different types and kind of you know letting people know as well that... You're not just one, right? You've got that primary, and then you have a secondary, and then you have a tertiary. And it's really important for you to know which of those you are because if you, if you can't really define it for yourself, how else are you going to talk to other people about what you do when you don't know and have that really solid foundation to start from?
1: Yeah, let me give you an example. Like imagine that someone is, uh, let's pick a profession. I have to go to the dentist uh, here in a day or two. So let's pick dentist. I just got the appointment a little while ago. So a lot of people are afraid of the dentist, right? And so dentists are out there doing lots of marketing and messaging. They they make a lot of money. So they have the ability to put some some marketing out there. And what you normally hear is, at the offices of Dr. John Smith, we do high-level dental work. We have a highly trained professional staff three convenient locations, and are open long hours to serve all of your dental needs. Whether it's as simple as a teeth whitening, a cleaning, or as complicated as root canal, you can count on Dr. John Smith to take care of you no matter what, no matter where. Stop by and see Dr. John Smith, right? Sounds something like that.
0: (laughs) That's what I call the corporate wee-wee. We do this, we do this, we do this.
1: Right. What are they supposed to say? They've got an unprofessional staff and inconvenient locations. I mean, it's like ridiculous. So imagine now that someone is a connector and they're all about trust. Trust is the superpower of the connector. And they wanted to express that to the world. Listen to the difference. Notice that you can feel it. You can feel and experience the difference. At the offices of Dr. Jane Smith, we believe in relationships that are based in trust. Before we treat you, we want to get to know you and you to get to know us so that you can feel completely comfortable every time you come to our offices and sit in the chair without any trepidation. If that sounds like someone you'd like to have as your dentist, then give us a call.
0: Such a difference. And, you know, it builds that idea of I'm going to feel safe and in the right place when I go to Dr. Jane Smith.
1: That's right. Now, imagine that the dentist is not a connector, they're not so much about trust, they're a, uh, pick another one of the mind types, anyone you want.
0: Uh, We'll go with rebel.
1: Okay, so they're a rebel, right? And they do cutting edge stuff because that's what a rebel does. And someone that has a really unique challenge with their mouth is looking for the right dentist. And they hear something like this, At the offices of Dr. Tina Smith, we believe in thinking outside the box and challenging the status quo. If you have a particularly difficult situation and have held back on going to talk to a dentist who is not afraid to push the envelope to make sure you get the result you need, then finally you found the right place. If you're looking for someone who's going to go the extra mile and do things a little differently than everybody else, give us a call.
0: Yep, that one feels different too, but it still seems true and authentic and it has the messaging that makes me stop and say, oh, these people actually care about me.
1: It's funny. I have a client um, that I help with the messaging who is a real estate attorney in the San Francisco area. Now, you'd think normally that a real estate attorney would be all buttoned up. Let's do things by the book. Let's do this and this and this. But actually, she's a rebel. And what her specialty is, is easements. She literally fights for easements for people. So if you need someone to button up a project, then you want a lawyer who's a perfectionist. But if you have a really challenging situation and you're trying to get an easement that hardly anybody else can get, wouldn't you want to hear a message that says, hi, we believe in thinking differently and challenging the status quo? I will go to bat for you. Push the envelope as far as I can possibly push it. Go way into the gray to make sure that my clients get what they need when they need it. That's like, See what I'm saying? It's totally different. But for the right person that's looking for a rebel, challenge the status quo lawyer, how would they ever go anywhere else if they heard that message? And that's what limbic messaging is all about. That's what understanding your mind type is all about, so that you can express who you really are to the world and guarantee that you attract ideal clients.
0: Absolutely. And it's it's really important to, you know, express yourself and in a fun way that also connects with your audience. And when you talk about this limbic messaging and the mind types, it makes it fairly simple to, you know, put out the right messaging, the messaging that's going to talk to your audience, but the messaging that feels authentic and true to you.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. That's 100% right. And why would you want to do any any different? Why would you not want to attract clients that are ideal for you and your business who help you create a great life? Why wouldn't you want to do that? It's crazy. When, on, I have a mastermind that I run for mind types to help people with their messaging. And it is a love fest, Kimberly. People come onto our mastermind calls it is like, everybody can't wait to help everybody else out because we put the right culture in place. You get continuous comments in the chats. This is amazing. OMG, how radical is this? Da, da 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 Because we help people get to who they truly are. We have people breaking down crying because for the first time they've been able to express themselves because inside each of us, I mean, we're all so important. And you may as well be you because everybody else is taken. So why not figure out how to express you really, really well so that you attract those who are the best possible fit for you?
0: Absolutely. It's all about that best possible fit. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit The show is called The Audience Converter Podcast. So it's all about how do you convert your audience? And a really great first step, of course, is to make sure that you've got the right messaging in place that's really attracting the right people to you. But what are some of the ways that you kind of uh, guide your audience and your community through the process of coming in and then working with you?
1: What we do is we help them first discover their mind type and then understand how to create limbic messaging based on your mind type. And then how to express it everywhere. I mean, everywhere on your social media properties, in your marketing, on your website, you need to express you to the world everywhere you can possibly put that so that people who see that message know you, experience you, and can make a decision in your favor.
0: Couldn't agree more. It's so important to be you And every part of your business and every part of your life, because who wants to be somebody else, right? We're all awesome, we're all unique, and I wanna be me, I don't wanna be anybody else. That's, and it's, you know, it starts with getting that messaging in place. So, you know, we're almost out of time. What would you say is the one big action item people should take so they can start creating this really powerful messaging?
1: I think the most important thing is to go over to the Mind Types quiz and find out your mind type, verify your mind type. Super easy to get there. Just go to mindtypes.com forward slash Kimberly because we're on Kimberly's show. So we set up a special link for you. Go to mindtypes.com forward slash Kimberly. It's free. Check it out and see if it resonates with you as powerfully as what you've heard so far.
0: Absolutely. Do make sure to go check out mindtypes.com slash Kimberly. Uh, Again, Ridgely, thank you so much for setting that up for us. And it is a really powerful tool. You know, if you like this idea of being able to be you discovering who you are and what your mind type is and really making sure that you're expressing yourself most authentically in the world, go and figure out your mind type. It's, it's, it's a fun free quiz and it's easy to take and, and head on over to mindtypes.com slash Kimberly. So Ridgely, I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with my audience. And if people want to learn more about you and what you do, uh, how can they connect with you?
1: pop on over to ridgelyspeaks.com. <laughs> R-I-D-G-E-L-Y-S-P-E-A-K-S, ridgelyspeaks.com and check out the weird stuff I have over there. It's kind of fun. And obviously anybody can go to mindtypes.com also and check out the MindTypes program. I look forward to serving as many people as possible. And if you'd like, I'll leave everybody with a final thought.
0: Absolutely.
1: So it's a weird time out there, right? And people, there's a lot of people who truly are having difficulty and are struggling. So I'd love to invite you into this. A smile is a little curve that sets a lot of things straight. So if you find someone that needs a smile, give them yours.
0: I love that quote. That is that's really powerful, <laughs> and it's a great way. And it made me smile, uh, which can always just brighten somebody's day. So, Ridgely, again, thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, really excited to have people, you know, go out and learn about their mind types.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: Until next time, keep calm and carry on. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter podcast. For more information and important links about today's show, or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.